The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Head to StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. gentlemen to another edition of the tsw roundtable i am once again your moderator robert cass and we have an awesome show for you with me joining us all the way from new mexico in the united states <laughs> ash <laughs> from the skyhoppers you want to say hi to everybody ash hey am i once again the only yankee on this podcast yes because the last time i was on the roundtable was the only american too oh. wow Oh, there you Hi, go. I'm Ash. Hi, I'm Ash. I'm from the Skyhoppers podcast. <laughs> awesome. And uh, another co-host we have joining us all the way from, well, very west of me, from Alberta. And it's, I think you're, what are you, Airdrie or Calgary? Right in the heart of Calgary. Right in the heart of Calgary. Tim from the Nerd Room. Well, hello there. Yeah, hello, Tim. Welcome back. That was oh. a little James Arnold Taylory there. <laughs> <laughs> Just a skosh. Well, uh, actually, I think it's it's mandatory. Somebody on every roundtable, somebody always answers with, oh, hello there. <laughs> well, definitely. Yes. I, I, had that, I had that set out that this is what I was going to do if course. I got the opportunity to do it on the roundtable. <laughs> of course. I'm sure everybody lay, lays, it, lays awake at night. What will I say on the roundtable <laughs> if I ever get that chance? And uh, joining us once again, one of my favorite people and uh, an awesome musician, uh, Carlos Candido. Me some busting with happiness to see you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Do I want to put down a time code? No, no. I'll let that sit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> awesome. I, I was, I was going to. I was going to come in with the, uh, well, hello there, but I wasn't expecting uh, Tim to do it uh, for me. So I had to, I had to think on my feet. <laughs> see, I'm glad, I'm glad one of you did it because I can't do Obi-Wan and nobody wants to hear my Jar Jar impersonation. Actually, you can hear it on what as today was the most recent episode of Skyhoppers that went out, and it's real bad. Like, it's real, real bad. <laughs> awesome. How did, how, did, how did you get into a, a Jar Jar impression on during Rebels Month on the Skyhoppers? My sister, we went through Rebels. My sister was on uh, that, that particular episode of the Skyhoppers podcast, and she, I, we were talking when we were going through Rebels Season 1, about who Fulcrum was. And I said, it's somebody that you're probably not going to expect. And she went, is it Jar Jar Binks? And that's... <laughs> there you <laughs> yes, go. I remember, yes. It's um, Mags, right? Is it, or, or is Mags, it... yeah. Yes, Maggie. okay. Sorry, yeah. You, you were referring to her as Mags the whole show. So, <laughs> Awesome. So uh, here we are, again, another roundtable. And we're going to go very informally tonight. But we just had a, a big event we would be remiss if we didn't touch on. But uh, Carlos Candido, uh, you want to talk uh, a little bit about that or get us started? Yeah, I want to I wanna know uh, from your perspectives how uh, Force Friday was on the actual day and what uh, how, how's it been since then? Because uh, in, my, uh, in my case, uh, it started off very slowly, but things have been ramping up uh, with the, the new, rele- uh, new release of some toys. So go ahead. Nice. Okay. Well, I'll throw it off to uh, New Mexico first. Ash, did you do anything special for Force Friday, or did you pick anything up? I, I did. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't. I haven't uh, done Force Friday before, so this year was my first, um, like, going to a midnight release thing for Force Friday, and it was a lot of fun. 
Um, I went in, I really only went at midnight because I wanted one figure, which was the Black Series six-inch Hera, um, because that's like one of my favorite Star Wars characters. And I knew if I waited, I wasn't going to get it without paying an obscene amount of money. Um, So we did, I I went with my sister, we did the midnight release. Uh, We started talking to a guy who collected um, Funko Pops. And we just, yeah, it was a really good time. And I got uh, Black Series Hera, Black Series Thrawn, which were the two things I wanted, and a couple other various various things so yeah it was it was a lot of fun and i am definitely going to be doing it again i just kind of i just kind of recently got into collecting stuff it was not something i had really ever done before but when i went to star wars celebration i picked up um some old like power of the force figures and it just ignited this obsession i guess (laughs) i guess that's how it always starts right (laughs) and and, uh, am am i correct in i if i'm told right is that Hera? was that a limited like per box like the one per shipment or a couple per shipment Tim, you're not like, or yeah, it was it was a one per case, one per case. Yeah, that's why you're gonna see two of the Vaders and the Stormtroopers kicking around because they're two per case. Oh, okay. So, so I guess Ash, when you went because you were there at midnight, they had the full how many they ever they had in there. So there were there were three Harrows in there, oh, and wow. I I picked up two of them because my sister wanted one. Right. Um, so yeah, there was like two Thrones and two Harrows at the, the particular Target I was shopping at. So I was, and I was the first one in line as well because we got there stupid early. Because awesome, <laughs> yeah, we didn't have anything better to do, to be completely honest. But so I went in there, picked up those two figures immediate, or the three figures immediately, and then kind of did the rest of my shopping. But there was a guy there who was literally going around and looking in everybody's carts. <laughs> so I like hid hid my um, black series under this giant plush porg that my sister <laughs> got. Yeah, I think if somebody would have saw you had two of them and they're like, hey, that's a limited run. Oh, come on. You got to get both. Like, I mean, it wasn't for me. So I feel like I'm, I'm right. I didn't buy two of them for myself. But, right. Well, you're not scalping. So that's that's the no. big thing people are looking no. out for. Awesome. OK, well, uh, Tim, Force Friday, do I need to clear some digital space? Do I have, I have a terabyte. Probably. I have about a terabyte <laughs> left. So we'll, we'll try to squeeze in what you did for Force Friday and we'll <laughs> Well, my, my experiences this year were a little bit different than they have been in the past. Um, as Rob has alluded to there, I'm a massive Star Wars collector, and my collection is very broad. I do Funko, Black Series, 5POA, 3 three quarter inch, everything. The Disney Elite Series. I even go back and do vintage stuff as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's I got a big room here that's kind of half full of just everything. But this year, I was actually out of town. And myself and my co-host over here on the Nerd Room, Troy, we usually do the midnight thing. And we did it for the Force Awakens. Last year, we tried to do it with Rogue One, but because it didn't ship any six-inch to the Toys R Us, it was kind of a bust, so we bailed on that. And this year, I didn't have that same anxiety going into it to do the midnight thing. One, because I wasn't in town. And two, because I just so happened to be one of those people that got the entire first wave of the Last Jedi six-inch black series a week before Force Friday. Oh, wow. One of our other co-hosts here, Sunjay, was he was wandering around at Walmart, and we were kind of giving him a hard time because he's not a big Star Wars guy, not a big Star Wars collector. Right. But he's wandering around at Walmart, and he sent us a picture of – it was Thrawn, Luke, and the Vader from that that wave. And he said, do you guys, do you guys want these? And we thought he was messing around with us because we were like, oh, we got to get midnight. We're trying to get him to go in lieu of me so right. he can pick me up some stuff. And then – He's like, no, they're all here. So he ended up getting both, like, the two cases that were in that Walmart for Troy and I. So we got, like, the hair of the Thrawn, everyone, a week before they were supposed to drop. Was that just a stock, someone, some stock person that just, whoops? 
someone screwed up because every other Walmart in Calgary, there's been absolutely no black series, nothing. I have not seen anything swinging from the pegs, but in that one Walmart, for whatever reason, they had put the stock out early. Oh, wow. So we really benefited from that. (laughs) And the fact that we didn't have to agonize over, are we going to get the Hera? Are we going to get the Thrawn? What are we going to do? How are we going to sort all this out? Yeah. So that's our force Friday kind of started a week in advance (laughs) with getting that wave. Well, yeah. And then there's, there's your anxiety. It's gone. Like, it's like, Oh, I got, Everything I need, especially for a collector. Now it's, I don't usually collect, I don't collect the new stuff. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. Today, I just, actually, I just shared pictures with you guys. I went and picked out a bunch of the Force of Destiny characters for my daughter. Granted, my daughter's only eight months old, the one that I bought them for. <laughs> so I, it's good. They're going to be on her shelf in the nursery for, before she actually gets a chance to play with them. But, uh, but I, I don't, like I said, I don't collect that new stuff. So for me, I don't have that anxiety of, Oh, if I don't get that Hera, and I, and for me, part of the reason is I'm a huge completionist. That's why I have I've, I've yet to pick up a Funko Pop because I can't. I have I'm an adult with an adult salary, and I can't pull that string. Or there goes my house and my cars and my. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just I just know me. I know it's like oh I can't I can't try that. I just know I know myself too well. Those, uh, I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, there, I, there was a question that I. I sent to the um, After Dark side uh, asking about what Funko Pops were. I had no idea uh, <laughs> what they were, and that, <laughs> it was it made for a quite a funny question. And what I what I do now is uh, because they're quite expensive, and uh, like Rob, I'm a I'm a completionist, uh, especially for stuff that stays in a box. Right. And so I've been uh, picking up stuff from the dollar store. So I got like the Napoleon Dynamite Pedro figure, which was like really uh, obscure. <laughs> you know, I like the obscure ones. And we have uh, Harvey Bullock also from Gotham. Nice. And and uh, but I don't see myself going out of my way to get all the Star Wars stuff because it's just. I mean, it, be- it becomes ridiculous at a certain point. There's well, that's just not enough money. And and with the well, new with the new stuff, it becomes like like there's just. There's again another completionist. Like, there's no way I can get it all. So it's almost like I just reside myself not to. Ash, were you? That's that's really what my like problem with Funko Pops is because I wasn't collecting them this time last year. Right. Um, I got a bunch of them as gifts because like for like my birthday and Christmas and stuff, my family knows I like Star Wars and my friends know I like Star Wars. So like, hey, I'll get you a Funko Pop. Right. So I just accumulated this collection, and then I got like Hera, Kanan, and Ezra from the Rebels set, and was like, "Well, of course I need the rest of them." Yeah, like, I can't. And then it's it's become a real problem, and now I have a smuggler's bounty box and stuff, which, oh, yeah. if you don't know, is like the the bi monthly subscription box for Funko, and you get a couple different cool little pops and things. So yeah, it's become a real problem. And then I started getting into black series as well and that's also like i have to stop myself from trying to buy all of them oh i, I know what but. you mean i got i got the original 12 behind you but in the listeners camp but you guys can see behind me in in my bookshelf of the vintage figures from new hope but i got yoda and bespin luke staring at me from empire and they're like um where's the rest of the empire crew like we're just sitting here waiting just go on ebay just it's just few clicks and they're like no didn't you didn't you get one of those at celebration i did i while well, bespin so empire came out when i was like seven or eight so that one empire it really i i saw new hope in the theater and i had all the the first run and i was a, a kid playing with them but when you're a kid and you really start 
that's the first movie I actually anticipated coming out. And I went to the theater of side and, and it was a big buildup and I loved Bespin Luke. And I had that as a, as a kid, actually the one I had as a kid, when I opened it, it had two lightsabers in the package. Now, really? Yeah, hmm. exactly. Of course, in hindsight, if I would have known, if I can go hop in my DeLorean and go, kid, don't open that package. That's going to be worth a lot of money soon. <laughs> Cause it was an obvious, it was obvious error. Where it was yeah. had two yellow lightsabers. Anyway, so yeah, I did get that Luke Bestman down at Celebration because it was just one of those. That's a more sentimental buy, but I was I, gi- I was gifted the Yoda. But still, they're still going. Where's Hoth Han? And where's you mean? It's just uh. I did I I did the same thing at Celebration because my first Star Wars action figure was actually Dengar. Okay. Uh, pa- Power of the Force Dengar. Um, and I saw one at Celebration, and I just impulsively was like, I, I have to buy this. The reason I got Dengar first is because my friend was gifted it, right. uh, my best my best friend growing up. And he was like, eh, you can have this one to play with. Yeah. <laughs> Dengar. <laughs> so he's like, take Dengar. So I have an like an irrational attachment to Dengar because of that. But. Well, didn't you and Ben also buy your, uh, your mascot down at the... We did, yeah. We bought Re- well. Okay, I tricked Ben into buying Reeves, or more like coerced him into buying Reeves. Yes, but Reeves is on my desk. Yeah, I love. Yes, I love and and, and Reeves just drives Ben crazy because and it's then he comes so with great. A, it comes with a camera and it has three lenses on the camera, matched three eyes, and he's like, even people like we we have a, two eyes and our cameras only have one lens. Why does he have three? And he's just losing his mind. He was so mad. <laughs> We also found like a Rees like gentle giant statue with interchangeable hands. He's like, why does it have interchangeable hands? (laughs) Makes no sense. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, to get back on track with this Force Friday thing here, uh, Carlos, uh, Lego, is that that your thing or along with the Funkos or is it? No, no, it's definitely Lego is my thing and um, my sons love it. I have three boys and uh, JR's Toy TV is, is with my youngest. And we have fun uh, building sets, and um, there's no way to really be a completionist when it comes to Lego because if you're a collector, you try to keep stuff in the box, and that just doesn't work with Lego. Right. And um, so I went on a toy run today, and I got a couple of new, uh, some of the new set from the the last um, the last Jedi, including the uh, transport pod with. Um, Rose Finn and BB-8. Oh wow! And um, I actually uh, went out and got the uh, not the full size, but the the large BB-8, the one that Rob Wade won on on, on Force oh, Friday, yep. the, the raffle. Yeah, I I just I needed that thing. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot easier to do Lego than it is to let's say a six inch or the three and three quarter. Well, three and three quarter are not that expensive, but I mean it, there are a lot of figures if you want to complete a set. Yep. So. You know, it gets uh, gets pricey, and I have kids in the age where they want to play and not look at stuff. Of course. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, might as well just get, you know, stuff that we can actually play with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, oh, for sure, yeah. You have to have it. And also, too, Lego is one of those things when you're – I know I got – you know, I got a 14-year-old and I got a baby now. But when my oldest was younger, I used to love Legos with her because you can – it's something that can occupy the mind and occupy the kids. And but uh, Tim, didn't you post a picture? Didn't you see the new Falcon up oh, close oh, today? Man. So I, I went out and did a bit of a toy run today, and I went to the Lego store, and they had that full scale seven thousand one hundred and forty two piece Millennium Falcon. They had it out <laughs> oh, and wow. built. It was enormous. 
<laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. Carlos is just Carlos throwing off his Lego bag there. <laughs> it's it's so incredibly big. It was beyond what I could even could in my head put together. Yeah. It is, and it's so expensive. It's way out of like any price range that you, that I would ever consider. Okay, but, but we can. It so is. What is it, Canadian? It's a. I think they said eight eighty nine oh, Canadian. So maybe uh, close, after, maybe just over nine hundred. Yeah. After all after our, taxes, our Canadian yeah. taxes, it'd be like almost a grand, probably. Yeah, you're pushing close to a thousand bucks, but for for something, if you if it's like a one time build for you, like I think this thing's gonna take probably fifteen plus hours to build. Yeah. And if if it's a one time build, if you're if you don't collect anything else, this is something that you could seriously consider because the way they had it propped up, they didn't have it laying flat. They kind right. of had it up on its side and it looked absolutely gorgeous. The detail is impeccable. Like I built the Millennium Falcon from The Force Awakens a couple of years ago. Okay. The, the smaller set. And it, it's awesome too, but it, it pales in comparison to this thing. Like I've never seen something that looks so good in Lego form. Yeah, I was at the Lego store today also. And um, they had the, uh, like, like you were saying, they had a, in our store, they had it in a glass case. Yeah. Uh, kind of tilted uh, just a little bit. And you could see the, um, I mean, the details of that thing are incredible. And I mean, it's a big, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got big arms and it's, I couldn't wrap my arms around it for how, for how large it was. Right. And um, like Tim, I mean, it's, it's something that I, you know, you, I, it's more of a dream and, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't see myself buying it. And if I did buy it, it comes in that collector's box. Like I'd buy two. I I'd ra- I think I'd just rather buy two, keep <laughs> one closed and then build the other one um, for how beautiful it is. It really is something. But I mean, yeah, it's not uh, unless uh, Lego wants to sponsor me and, uh, you know, uh, make me, you know, pay me to do a video. You're going to do a Lego <laughs> album? <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that, I mean, I already know that. I mean, the, the, uh, we, our channel that we just started it. I'm gonna have to do playlists, yeah, of just the Lego, and because uh, Lego is gonna take up a large part of that um, uh, of that channel because we love it so much. So. Well, it, it all depends. It's, I have no. If anybody buys it, I know Ash, you can attest to this. Like, um, we're I'm I'm in the Astromech Club. I'm building an R2D2, and I'm into it over a grand. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So I'm. Not- I'm not quite there with Chopper, but I'm getting. Well, getting but, but we we have we we both we we both have 3D printers. We both like it's it's their investments and like we're I'm oh, not yeah. a collector of the. I didn't run out on Force Friday. I bought my kids a few things. I have most of the vintage stuff, and that's fine with me. So I knew it's like okay, I'm not going to be chasing after these Black Series or these uh, or the 40th anniversaries. Like I I I got one 40th anniversary for myself, and it's a it's an R2, and it's out of it's literally. Out of the package, I know. What are you doing? I know. See, but but that's. <laughs> does, it, does it make you irrationally angry when people take stuff out of the package? Because I take all of my black series out of the package. Yeah, it's, it's I, I'm 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 of the it's each their own for their collection. But the 40th anniversary, Rob, they're they, meant to be in box. I was gonna say my 40th anniversary R5D4 that I went to five different stores trying to find. That's in the package. Yes, I I, I saw a whole stack. Of these deep on the shelves today at EB Games up here, they're still I know. swinging. I know. It took me so. It took me so long. So there's a we have me and Ben, my co-host, have a running joke that he's that we're the two one B and R five D four of Star Wars podcast. We're like the second rate R two D two. So he said I'm R five. There you go. Yes. He said I'm R five D four, and he's like I'm two one B. So I went to like five different stores trying to find this R five D four, and I went forty five <laughs> minutes out of my way, and I found one. 
Well, that's that's just more to my point. Being an astromech builder, that's why I got this R2. It's literally sitting. I got the R5 here, and actually, I got an R5 behind me. If hey, if anybody needs an R5 that's still in the package, I do have one. So get a it. Tweet me, Robert M.M. Gast. I'll get it to you. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Corey from uh, Tumbling Saber, I told him, I said, yeah, I took my R2 on the package. He's like, oh, well, well, that's okay. I'm sure you can get another one. I'm like, no, I don't want I, – I just want him on my desk. It's like I'm 43 years old. I don't need him. In- <laughs> I mean, I do – I do – I do take I do take my my six inch flax series out of the package, but I my uh, three and three quarter inch stuff, my old power of the force stuff, uh, my prequel era stuff. I mostly do like the Re- the Revenge right. of the Sith stuff. That's all in the package because well, I think it just looks cooler in the package, to be perfectly honest, and it's well, like easier to display that way. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say. And, and my point was like with being an astromech builder, like that's my one collecting thing. So every time I go out and buy a little part that cost me a hundred bucks, I'm not running out to buy to finish my black series or to finish the this lego set or to finish you know so that's how i rationalize it in my head i know it's it doesn't make any financial sense but still i i, I live with it and i can sleep at night so but the, I, you, I, Rob, look, uh, that's uh, all from, that matters yes <laughs> on my side um I, i'm not a collector like i said of, of those uh, three and three quarters but i was at the toys r us on friday right and uh I saw there were two figures where the box was already creased on the shelf. Right. So I'm like, okay, nobody's going to buy that to collect it. And I mean, so I picked up the pole. Yeah. Uh, with the, you know, the nice, with the jumpsuit and the helmet. And um, that was pretty cool. And I, I had no qualms at all going home and just ripping that yep. thing open because it was already, it was busted. No collector yep. ever would have bought that pack, you know? No, no. No, actually, yeah. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's going to touch it. But, but I, I, I tried to see if they were going to like give it to me uh, with a discount, but uh, they don't care about that stuff. Yeah, I, I no, picked no. up hard-to-find figures, and because the box is all dented up, I've put them back on the shelf and said, you know what? I have to wait until I get something that's mint on card. I'm like forever – well, and by extension, Ben is forever indebted to Mark because I remember they were like, you could get two – Yes. And Mark gave me like a ticket and was like, "Hey, you can buy one." So I bought an X-wing Luke for Ben. <laughs> yeah, and and, then well, it, and I was like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> well, I'm the same way with Rob here. He hooked me up with the X-wing Luke. Well, I would have never, ever, ever gotten that figure. Ever. Oh, and that and that was and again we basically the, okay. Let me just jump the story behind. We were we were at celebration. And we got there early, and we're thinking we're going to get it. Maybe we're going to try to get into the last Jedi panel. Of course, Mark and mm-hmm. I are mid forties. There's no way we're sleeping overnight, and there's no way we we were getting in. So we looked around, like, oh, what's that lineup for? Oh, it's the Hasbro line. And like I just explained, I'm not a new collector. It's like, well, we might as well. So I got into the line, and we got the tickets, and then we lined up, and they're like, oh, I I picked, I bought myself that one R two I just showed you, and. Oh, you're allowed two X-wings. I'm like, oh. I said, wait a second. Tim was asking me about this thing, and when and Tim, you mentioned it. If you happen to get one, pick one up for him. I'm like, yeah, no problem. But I'm thinking, oh, if there's a line, and then I'm like, oh, there it is. I'm like, okay. So I just do to do picked it up. Okay, I'll have two X-wing looks, please. Grabbed one, and, and then we raffled the other one off, and it's like, oh, here you go. And it's like, and for me, it. I know it's an exclusive. It doesn't mean anything, but if to a collector, obviously. Hey, my pleasure. Like it's there you go. And then and then I walked past you guys. I remember that. And some yes. guy was like, "Hey, can you stand in line for my wife?" And that's how I got one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there we are. Just we had like I didn't even have to wait in line. No, yeah, we had like five or six X-wing Luke's. And like, oh, what are we gonna do with these? <laughs> like, 
Wow, it it completed my collection. Like I like I got the whole like everything from that 40th anniversary, and that was like the big piece that I thought I'm never gonna get my hands on this because I'm not gonna go and pay two, three, four hundred bucks no. for this thing. Like I I draw the line at, at certain things. I'm like this, it's just not worth it. No, and I'm, I'm you guys talked about being completists and all that, and I am I would consider myself a semi completist, but I've gotten over the last couple of years okay with not having the full collection of everything. Not having all the Funko what? Pops, not having because like, you can't financially do it, and because I collect so many different things, right? I pick and choose from most lines except for the Black Series, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and that and that's just it. and again, it was it was hey, it's our pleasure. Like we were, we happened to be there, and it's it's like one of those we were lucky enough to be at celebrations. We're like, hey, and we just happened. We felt it, we literally fell into these X Wing Luke's, and it was one of those. Oh, I know a guy that's collecting this, and I'm sure. It's like anything else. It's like, oh, oh, Rob's been looking for this part for his astromech, and you happen to be walking through a flea market and going, oh, there it is. Well, it's I'll grab it. Like, it's just, and that's, I think that's part of the Commonwealth, too. Like, we're all kind of, everybody's getting to, to know each other more, and we all know what each other's kind of collecting. So if I see something on a peg going, oh, I might grab that. That's why I got an extra R5 here, because I'm like, oh, I know there's going to be somebody looking for that. So I just instinctively just picked it up. So, yeah. Yeah. Lots of like on the TSW uh, toy box Facebook pages. Yeah, everyone's constantly throwing stuff around, being like, "I'm here." There's a, there's something stacked deep on the shelves. Is anyone looking for this? I'm going yep. out. What's people looking for? And that's what I love about it. It's just it makes life a little bit easier. It's helping people from all over the basically the planet. Yes, to some yeah. degree. Exactly. Finding much, collectibles. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, about just to wrap that Lego thing up. I know we're going to backtrack a bit, but the Millennium Falcon, as an astromech builder, I can see if I wasn't an astromech builder, I'm like, that's something I might have considered going, you know what? I don't collect much. That's something I could probably do. Like, of course, it's completely fiscally responsible. Like, there's no, like... Hey, Amen. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what? You only the live way, once. <laughs> the, way I, the way I look at it, like, I, I get a lot of crap from my family and friends about the, the Star Wars purchases, and I make a lot of, like, replica props and stuff like that, right. and that's that stuff isn't cheap. Um, so I get a lot of crap and I'm like, I'm making money. It's my money. I don't like, whether it's fiscally irresponsible or not, I'm in a place right now where I can do stuff like that. So, Oh yeah. Believe me, I'm, I'm from a a Northern town in Northern Ontario and there's a lot more people that drop a lot of money, a lot more stupid things on their weekends. And so, (laughs) yeah, I mean, well, that's the one thing about collecting that sometimes people forget is that it is a hobby. Yeah. Right. You, you're not out. Like some people, whatever, up in Northern Ontario, snowmobile or whatever, spending thousands of dollars on, on whatever. Yeah. And people forget. Like when the people walk in here, they're like, "Whoa!" The first thing they think of when they come into my nerd room is you've spent a lot of money. But I've been doing this for half of my life, also. Yeah. And hey, it's, if it's, look, if if I was to take all the money that I spent irresponsibly on booze, yeah, I'd, I'd be living in a different house. <laughs> well, uh, Carlos, I know I used to play music on the road about 20 years ago, and as a former road musician, I, I can I can honestly attest. Yeah, you don't you believe me. I <laughs> and I collect gear like right right next to, right next to my desk right here. I have a PV Delta Blues 15 inch speaker. I got a Black Star. I have uh, right now four acoustics out. Yes, I have, exactly. I mean, there's so many things. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm on an iMac. <laughs> yes. There's money that you have to spend, you know, uh, for certain things. But then there's, like Tim was saying, you got to draw the line somewhere. Well, and if it's $400 to get an X-Wing, 
I mean, I understand that, uh, like not not taking that plunge. Yeah. But isn't it isn't it a great feeling to know that it is complete now, though? Like, oh, it's uh, <laughs> nothing yeah, like it's, that feeling. Exactly. Well, also too, Tim, you were saying people walk into your nerd room and see your collection, and they probably drove up in a Ford F one fifty that they don't need for work because they yeah. go to the office and they got a thousand dollar payment a month. It's like, well, am I wasting money? Well, no. Like it's it's uh, hey. Spend if it's your money and you're not. I mean, your kids aren't are, aren't starving. Hey, man, right on. Spend. Well, you know. it makes it makes me happy, right? This is the stuff that I ah. enjoy doing. That's that's the way I look at it too. And like right now in my current situation, I'm not married. I don't have kids, so I don't have to spend money on anybody except myself. So yeah. I'm in a might as well, well that's, like enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> that just becomes a hurdle. You just have to ask permission. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I heard a, I heard an episode of the Nerd Room, and you were telling <laughs> Troy uh, it's easier to ask for forgiveness. Well, that's true too. It, okay, okay. I just I just want to make sure. It's very true. It's <laughs> most times, it's just when you get up in that upper echelon of pricing. It's like, didn't you buy a whole wave of Black Series, and now you've got another whole? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. I don't. It's okay. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. figure this out later. Yeah. Well, that that's yeah, past the past the tenth guitar. It's, it's yeah. better to say I'm sorry than. <laughs> Ask. Yeah. That was my whole first conversation is just it's ludicrous. <laughs> that's like that's like a running gag with me and my friends. It's like I'll be the I'll be the wife that's like cool with my husband, my hypothetical future husband bringing home a bunch of Star Wars stuff. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, well, that's just my my wife was on a conference call this morning, and I took the baby out to Walmart, and I came home with all those Force Destiny figures, and I almost I think I'm too shy from having all of them. I'm like I look at her, I'm like, well, you left me alone with the baby. Um, I don't know what you want. <laughs> Same thing I used fault. to do. <laughs> That's your fault. Like uh, you knew. <laughs> like, so. Well, one thing. Do not get me wrong. My wife is a massive supporter of my collecting. She is responsible for a good chunk of the more expensive bits in this room, right. including this isn't Star Wars, but including an Avengers number one from 1963. Yes, wasn't wow. that your? Uh, that was Whoa. her wedding day gift to you, right? If yeah, I remember she gave that on me on her wedding day. Yeah. There you go. So that's when you know she's the that one. That is awesome. Yeah, I that was is like, awesome. And the big huge poster behind me here. Can't see it on in podcast world, but yeah. I got a big huge bus poster from Return of the Jedi from 1983 behind oh, wow. me, and it's she bought me that as well. Fantastic. And, uh, it, it seems like they have the wrong lightsaber color for Luke's lightsaber there. They do indeed. It is blue. <laughs> that's outstanding. Okay, so uh, safe to say, Force Friday uh, success. Everybody got what they wanted and or or close to finishing whatever they need to pick up and we hope everybody uh, was is doing the same and and remember christmas is right around the corner so <laughs> you know you know the ones that are easy to pick up but and they they're just you know they're gonna be swinging from the pegs just put them on your list just they're stocking stuffers yeah. you know like let somebody else before, help out yeah <laughs> before we get off this topic i got one quick psa okay for everyone that's out there that is the one thing that drives me nuts is people that are scalpers are one thing and people that get in there and panic over things and, and turn to eBay or wherever to buy their, their figures and that everything that dropped is going to come back in some form or another. Yeah. Don't go out. Cause like right now people are freaking out about the Luke Skywalker five POA three and three quarter inch. It's $8 at, at Toys R Us and it's going for upwards of 30, $40 on eBay right now. Wow. Is it, is it really that rare? Well, it's not. It's rare now because the first shipments have gone out. It's it's not going to be rare. It's going to be easy to find in a little bit. Those five POA, just just sit on them. And things like the Disney Store Elite Series too, just sit on them. They're going to be discounted. Like everything eventually will come around. 
and I, I always try to promote this is like when you're collecting, don't get so carried away that you're going to eBay, you're going to these places, unless you can buy things close to retail. If it's a buck or two over, whatever. But people just have to calm down, take a breath. It's like it's okay that you're not getting the stuff right away. Yeah, and also too, I know on the uh, on your show, Tim, the Nerd Room, you and Troy, you guys are pretty good at, at speculating. It's almost like watching the stock market going. Don't jump on this one. This one's going to be there for a little while. This one might go early. You may hop on that one if you get a chance. So it's it's really helpful to any collectors out there. Yeah, we try to dissect things like case ratios for when they're being shipped right. and popularity of figures and repacks and all this type of things just to try to kind of get out in a front. Because the other thing that we don't love doing either is Force Friday is an exception, but when a wave drops, it's nice to go out and maybe buy two, the two hardest ones that are maybe going to come a bit more rare, and then pick the other ones up slowly so you're not kind of like putting so much leverage into your wallet yes. all at once. It's just something like, okay, this is a, I can pick one up you know, once a week, 30 bucks here, 30 bucks there type thing. Yep. And so having that, the ability to kind of foresee what might be popular or hard to get, that's kind of what we try to do a bit. Yeah, and again, and, and again, just to like put a button on it, like with with any collecting at all, it's it's as like I said, as long as your family's not starving, as long as you're paying the bills yeah. and you're being responsible, and some people drop, you know, fifty bucks uh, a week at on a poker table. Some people like, I mean, whatever you want to do, and you're it's you're not hurting anybody. Fantastic, like, you mean exactly. indulge, and and we're living in an age now where it's not uncommon to see grown men walking in saying, "Oh, I need that Hera." because <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah. Hera's the best Star Wars character ever yeah she's for a while she's pretty cool one of the best okay well she's she's like second to Han Solo but okay still okay this, I think that's this a little bit more Rebels. reasonable oh my gosh I don't want to I'm just okay gonna get well you know what Brad, that's that's, <laughs> that's where I'm going to transfer over right now um I just wanted to bring something to the round table uh, the new season Rebels coming up. I know Ash, you guys do a lot of coverage on the Rebels. You just did a, a an actual a commentary on episode one, right? Season one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and, we'd never done anything like that before, so that was pretty interesting to do. And, and Tim, you guys do. Yeah, I know during the season you guys do a quick recap. Yeah, we usually do uh, on Monday nights. We throw up a, a half an hour, twenty minute after show. Nice. We just kind of come right off the end of watching it and just burn through and kind of throw some theories and stuff like that out about what we've seen in the episode. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I was the uh, I was the man on the ground per se on the uh, at Fan Expo, and I was able yes. to sit in on the Rebels panel with Dave Filoni, and I w- was watching that. And they had uh, they showed the new trailer, which everybody has seen by now, and they also had that clip of their the X wing attack against the Empire, oh. and that was that was something they just kind of oh here's a clip from a future episode, and you saw all the Rebels crew in X wings, which was amazing. Oh man! It oh was, man! So there, and I feel the need to point out the clip they showed with Kanan and Hera, just because they're the best. Um, yes, yeah, they had somebody. A- somebody just sent me a link to that and said, "You're gonna like this." This is before <laughs> I'd seen the entire panel, and I watched it. And my bet, my, my if you watch the video that they took from Fan Expo, there's a person in the background going, "No." <laughs> that's exactly it now i should explain okay we're there we are in the room and dave filoni's like oh look at this clip and of course uh vanessa marshall was on stage and also taylor uh, what's his last name the guy that plays ezra gray yes gray. yeah so the three of them are on stage and then oh here's the clip and they show kanan and Hera, and they're having a little banter what about us what about after the rebellion what about this and then they both close in on each other and they're gonna kiss and then all of a sudden somebody runs by and just interrupts kind of 
I mean, like <laughs> C-3PO style. So they never consummated the kiss, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it never com- the completion was not was not had. So of course everybody in the, in the panel was just like, oh, what's going on? And but they, uh, the other thing they treated us to, I know Ash, when you were at Celebration, you saw episode one of season four. We saw episode, yeah, yeah, episode one, and maybe episode two. I can't exactly remember what all well, we saw there. What what Dave said, uh, Dave Filoni, we're at the panel. He goes, "I showed everybody at Celebration episode one part or episode part one of episode one, and but we didn't have a part two done, so we're going to show you that. So we saw episode one, what you saw, Ash, and then I know at the ending there was some question of survival on some people. Okay, we're not going to give it away." <laughs> But, no, no, I just, I'm remembering this. I haven't really yes. thought about it since Celebration, just because I've, I've been trying to avoid spoilers and yes. things like that, but I, I'm remembering it as we're okay, talking Okay, so, so you, you remember the episode? Well, we picked up from there, and we saw what happened, and we saw how oh, it man. happened, and why it I'm happened, in, and... I'm and, incredibly jealous of you. And, yes. and also the, the fate of the Black Saber... So, oh yeah, it's it's the first two. You're gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna leave it all right there. I'm not saying anything more just because it's 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 awesome. Hey, so so not to give anything away. I haven't seen them, but right. I'm assuming the the first few episodes wrap out the Mandalore arc. Yes, if you can say that, yeah. Uh, well, I'll answer any question you want to ask. It just I just don't want to throw anything out and have you be. No, that's that's. I, 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 I they may pick up I later in the season, but <laughs> it's. Uh, I'm just curious about that because that's the way I kind of envisioned it happening. Yes. Um, Carlos, I, I, I assume, are you into Rebels at all or have you picked up on any of it? You know what? I've been uh, I've watched a few episodes uh, here and there when right. uh, my service provider uh, gives uh, Disney XD on free preview. Right. Uh, I don't subscribe to Disney XD uh, as of this moment. Um, I just happened to watch, I think it was the season two finale with um, Ahsoka versus Vader. That, yes. that, and it was incredible. And uh, I did sneak um, uh, Obi-Wan versus Maul uh, on YouTube. Uh, yes. I think it was, uh, what was Twin Sons? Twin yes, Sons, the, the episode? Yeah, so I, I caught that. And I've caught a, a few episodes here and there. Nothing uh, in sequential order. Uh, I enjoy it. I'm not going to go out of my way. Um when the series comes out on DVD, I'll, maybe I'll pick it up or I'll just get it on um, uh, on iTunes. Well, you and know what? I'll, I'll binge it. So. You're, you're like most people, especially when – I think especially as, as we're all adults here. And, and when you hear the Disney moniker in front of it, it's like Disney mostly, animation. Mostly adults. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> hey. Okay. So, no, I think he was talking about oh, himself. I, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were referring to me, but no. I'm like, technically, I'm I think no. you're more mature than I am, but that's a different story. <laughs> so, yeah, but I get a, I get this list from a lot of people. It's like, they love Star Wars. I, even, uh, there's guys at work that know I do a, a Star Wars stuff on the side, and they're like, yeah, they love Star Wars, and they wait for me. It's like, oh, did you, uh, uh, I'll walk in, and be like, yeah, you guys have to watch last night's episode, whether it be Twin Sons or the season two finale or something. Well, and they pick well, up. especially Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, they just pick up the highlights of the season, and that's that's fine too. And, and like, here's the can't miss shows. If you're going to watch anything else, you don't have to. But there's another, I mean, hole you can fall in later. I mean, I I genuinely feel. I mean, I I I love Rebels um a lot. It's well, I I was thinking the other day. I actually mentioned this on the show that I think I'm more excited for season four of Rebels than I am for the Last Jedi. Yes, <laughs> that's going I, around. Yeah. I, yeah, I I. I love Rebels. I've fallen in love with the characters. And I genuinely think it's some of the best Star Wars storytelling we're getting right now. 
Um, because it's, and it might just be my, my bias because it's the kind of Star Wars that I like a lot. Um, I love the era that it's set in. I love the, the Mandalorians. Um, I'm a sucker for pilots and Jedi and all that stuff. So it, it caters to all of my Star Wars sensibilities really well. And I just, I'm, I'm in love with the show. I really like it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's great, and we again we're not going to spoil anything for the first uh, couple episodes, but they start. I believe it's October sixteenth, 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 thirteenth, sixteenth, sixteenth. Well, here in in Canada, hey, we get that on the sixteenth, so. <laughs> <laughs> We, so um yeah so look forward to that and it, it's not going to disappoint and there's lots of good stuff coming up we saw we were spoiled to lots of clips also i i got a chance to meet vanessa marshall the voice of hera and i got a i got a, a photo with her of course it's uh, obligatory and but very I, cool very she was uh we had a quick chat of course i could i was remiss if i didn't talk about podcasting and what we do and the commonwealth and everything else and and uh it, she was they were saying like even Dave Filoni like he keeps him in the dark and I know in the season 4 finale he actually had his own couple guys animate the final scenes the last scene or two so only Dave and two other people know how this ends so it wasn't shipped out to Korea it wasn't shipped out anywhere to get finished they did it literally in house so even like a like Vanessa Marshall, she said, "I have no idea. Like nobody knows. Every Dave's very tongue in cheek, but yeah, it's that's that's how secret. There's three people that know how this is going to end." I, I was I was talking to Rob earlier about how jealous I was that he met Vanessa Marshall because she's like one of my personal heroes actually because she voiced Janowars in Dark Forces two and three, right? Um, and she voices Hera, and she's done. She has an incredible back catalog of voiceover work. And, uh, like, Rob sent me a, a, a picture of, of the, the autograph and the picture that he took with Vanessa Marshall. I was like, I was like, oh, good for him. But on the inside, I was like, oh, man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> but then I found out I'm, I'm going to Salt Lake City Comic Con. And I found out that Vanessa Marshall is going to be there the day after all that happened. So it was like the universe was like, here you go. Here you go, Ash. <laughs> so- That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and she's really cool. And again, uh, I was reminding Ashley, like, you know, because you get the autograph and you get the picture with her and everything else. And then uh, at the table, you don't have to go behind in their little booths that they do. But also, they said, oh, if you want a voice message, I'm like, why would I want that? Who has an answering machine? And then it dawned on me. I'm like, why did I get her to do a PSA for like, hey, this is Vanessa Marshall listening to the roundtable. So please, Ash, make sure you, you, you have your phone at the ready and get her to... Do a Skyhopper's bumper for you or something. I would have, I would have never thought of that, but that's awesome. Thanks, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, you can actually have Hera. Well, hopefully, but we'll see. You'll let us know. We'll keep a surprise. So, yeah, everybody's looking forward to season four of Rebels. It's gonna be awesome, and from everything we're hearing, it's gonna be great. And I know, I, I know, it's weird. Like between the four of us, we probably have a combined age of what, uh, 180, 170 or something, <laughs> and we're talking about a Disney XD. But this is. It's just more Star Wars canon. I think I'm right there with Ash, though, with this, is that, yeah, I guess the the key demographic is younger children. Right. But at the same time, what they're, how they are evolving all this and, and tying it to the greater trilogies and, and everything they're doing in there, it's, yeah, it's a cartoon, but I think it's also meant for us. Like, the the storytelling is incredible. The characters are fantastic. The way they're tying this season in particular, it looks like, into Rogue One. 
Like there's so much ties there. And you look at the comics and everything else that they're doing. This is adding the most to canon, I think. Yes. Out oh, of, sure. outside, of, outside of the films themselves. This is adding the most storytelling, the character development, everything. It is beautifully done. And I think everything from the music to the animation to the characters, I absolutely love this show. Yeah, it's great. And and again, uh, Carlos, I know like it's a, like I'm it's the same thing as if you get a chance, if anybody hasn't seen the Clone Wars, just poke your way through it. I know in Canada we still have it on Netflix. Yeah, just pop back up. It's still yeah. in the US too. Oh, perfect. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, like it just if you're a Star Wars fan, treat yourself and just and don't don't let the animation fool you and just kind of fall into it and you know hey if you're embarrassed close the blinds whatever like yeah. believe, I'm sure, I, and anybody listening i'm sure has watched much much more embarrassing things on their computer than cold wars or <laughs> don't 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 make the same mistake i did which i completely wrote off the show until the mid-season finale of season two oh, with no. ahsoka and the inquisitors yeah i, I, I was like and eh, not for me and then i watched that episode and I was like, oh, okay, I need to start watching this yeah. show. Yeah, you, you missed you miss the build-up. Yeah, you missed the build-up. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, I did the exact same thing with uh, with Rebels. Yeah. It was uh, mid-season finale of season two is when I got into it. Well, that's it. I always started watching it from the get-go, and it was, oh, it's a little drag. Do I like this? Do I not? And they kept me on long enough, and like I said, and then when they, at the season, end of season one, when they're like, Vader's like, oh, Apprentice. It's like, oh. Oh my! And then instantly tweeting everybody who who's not watching this, watch it now, get caught up. <laughs> so well, when they yeah. when they introduced Ahsoka, I was like, oh, I am on board. And then yeah. I found out she was in like two episodes, and I was like, I am not gonna watch a show just for Ahsoka. But then I watched the show pretty much be- because Ahsoka was in it. <laughs> I'm a big I'm a big big Ahsoka Tano fan. Um, yeah, so yeah, Dave Filoni awesome. making those those awesome Star Wars ladies that I love so much. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, he's in. Yeah, Star Wars is in great hands with Dave Filoni. So, uh, oh, speaking yeah. of Star Wars being in, in good hands, uh, I have a question from uh, our Grand uh, Admiral uh, Mark himself over at Talk Star Wars. And, uh, yeah, I know. I I, I don't, don't want to rank anybody, but you know, he Grand Admiral. Yeah, he really is Grand Admiral, though. Exactly. Exactly. You're not gonna get any argument from anyone on that one. See, no. that's just it. And I'm not. I'm not like a permanent host anywhere. I don't even have my own show on the network per se. But I've kind of do. I'm. I'm kind of bouncing well, in everybody's on. ears. So I'll. I'll take a nice lower rank. I'll just. I'll sit behind the panel and just push buttons and I or mean, even pull that Death Star lever or whatever. That's cool with me. I, you, you I mean, don't mind like, being a red shirt guy? Well, yeah, the equivalent of a red shirt. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> hey, I mean, some I'm like of... a lieutenant at best. If we're going with Imperial ranks, yeah. I'm like the bottom. <laughs> like I ju- just got out of the Imperial Academy. Well, we also too. We don't. We don't have. We don't. We can rank us all, but we don't have to. If not if there more than one person can have the same rank. So, like I said, I'd be willing to be. I'll, I'll be the guy in the background there. You see me with the mop bucket behind Vader talking to Palpatine there, and you'll see me. <laughs> sweet, yeah, yelling at a mouse droid. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say mouse droid rolls by. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, anyway, from uh, Mark himself from Talk Stores, yeah, he wanted to ask this on the roundtable real quick. Uh, again, we're talking about having Star Wars in good hands. Uh, what will happen with Episode Nine now that uh, the director has walked? Who knows? Colin Trevorrow is it? We, I believe his name know. is. Yeah, it's Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Look, we don't know. Uh, let we. I think they want to wait uh, before they give the reins to Ryan Johnson to see just how good right. Episode Eight is going to be. Because I'm I, I'm convinced at this point in time, right now, that they know it's really good. They just don't know how the fans are going to. How 
how the fans are going to freak out on how good it is right. before they give the, the reins to Ryan Johnson. I think that, um, you know, there, there was a lot of turmoil with uh, with Colin, uh, with the, the, the Book of Henry and, and the backlash of Jurassic World or Jurassic yep. whatever, 17. And like... I, I, I honestly, I, I, I feel that we're going in the right direction. Kathleen Kennedy knows, has her finger on the pulse of what's going on with Star Wars, be it uh, animated, be it what's going on with uh, with the, the toys, uh, what's going on. I mean, she, she has her finger on the pulse of, of Lucasfilm. And if she says that guy's got to go, I say that guy's got to go. Yes. I have no problem whatsoever with, with them uh, pulling the plug on, on Lord and Miller like they did for the Han Solo feature and bringing in Ron Howard, a guy who's going to pretty much just be able to convey the message that they already have on a script the way they, the way they see it, the way they know the fans see it. It's, uh, this is not George Lucas anymore. No. Nope. Uh, George, you know, they know exactly um, – how can I say this? There, uh, George Lucas had a vision. Everybody fell in love with that vision. Yep. That vision changed over 16 years, and then they released the prequels, where the fans had a different idea. Yep. Everybody's evolution of Star Wars changed over that time. So knowing that Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo and all these people are involved, uh, be it on the story group or whatever's going on in the, behind the scenes, they have the finger on the pulse of fandom, and that's that's to me. That just means good things. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I absolutely, yeah. And if, to people that aren't in the know, uh, the latest director, the director that was tapped to do episode nine, which is following, that's due out. Um, when was the release date? Was that uh, 19? May, May, May 2019. May 2019. May 2019. So do you think, uh, with all this going on, we're getting uh, The Last Jedi in this December, in uh, 17, and Han Solo is also due on May uh, 2018. So do you think, uh, another part of Mark's question, do you think maybe with all this director shuffling going on with Ron Howard taking over Han Solo and and maybe the pushback with uh, Episode 9, do you think maybe they're just going to revert Han Solo and Episode 9 to December on these dates? What do you think, Ash? I, do you think that's... I kind of hope they do, but the, it's for totally selfish reasons. It's because it's become, it's become like a family tradition when my family comes into town on Christmas to go watch right. Star Wars. Yep. So I have, I, I'm a little bit biased there, but I just want to say on on Trevorrow or Trevor or whatever the guy's name is, as a person who actually s- sat through the Book of Henry out of morbid curiosity, <laughs> I am so glad he is off this movie. Oh, that's great. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I, I was like, I heard it was so bad, and I went to a matinee showing of it because I was like, I, I, I have to know. I yeah. have to know. And, and it was... And I as was a, talking about it on the podcast last week. It is the worst movie I've ever seen. I think. Well, also <laughs> as a, as, a, as a as a responsible podcaster, you did your research. I now, did. Now I, you have an informed opinion. I have seen so many terrible things recently, just so I can have an informed opinion, like the Inhumans IMAX thing. You're into torturing yourself. Yeah. Did, did you watch Happy Days? Did you get the DVD set of Happy Days to see Ron Howard how his acting was to see how it's going to compare with the <laughs> Opie? No. Opie. Opie. No. Oh God. No. But I've seen enough Ron Howard films to know that he's a studio guy and he's gonna he's gonna do an yeah. all right job with it. I think I think Star Wars is at a point. Going off topic a little bit, I just think Star Wars is kind of at a point where I don't think the guys who are too, have like the crazy creative outside the box ideas are gonna fit well with the franchise because you're talking about a multi billion dollar franchise that has to cater to so many different people. Yeah. Um, 
and most importantly, the casual movie going audience, when you start throwing in weird ideas and concepts at them, they're not going to like it. Um, and I think you got to, you got to cater, you got to not cater, but you got to, you know, make, you make films for the broad audience, not necessarily the, the, the diehard nerds who might understand crazy symbolism and things like that. Yeah. So I'm, ha- I'm happy about Lord Miller, I think, and I'm happy about, uh, Trevor Rowe. Um, but, uh, I, I don't think they're going to push him back because no. episode, episode nine is far enough out. Han Solo, maybe, but it seems like things are going along. Like the, uh, he tweeted a picture of Donald Glover finishing up principal photography the other day. Yeah. Right. So I, th- I think they're right on track. You get, I think that's why you bring in Ron Howard. He's a guy who, who knows how to like, he knows the studio system. He knows how to like do stuff fast, quick and cheap. Um, and I, and I think he's, he's hopefully going to turn out a better product than what originally was. I'm still con- very concerned about the Han Solo movie though. Right. Um, um not a fan. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, okay. So Tim, what do you think? Uh, like, Dates get pushed back, um, new directors. What's your opinion on all this? Well, like looking at this from kind of a Marvel perspective too, I'm a big Marvel fan as well and big into the MCU. I think initially Lucasfilm, when this all started, they were chasing a Marvel model where they go out and get young up-and-coming directors that write and direct the film. So they have a lot of control over these films. And from what we've seen over the last with Josh Trang, Lord Miller, now Trevorrow, we've seen them kind of step back from that and say, look, we're not ready to do a Guardians of the Galaxy-esque movie in this universe. They have a a very prescribed, if you can call it that, view on how this universe needs to evolve into the next stages, into when we can get to that point where they can do a wild-ass bounty hunter movie or something like that. So I think they're they're kind of stepping back, and we're going to see a lot of the Ron Howard types, the J.J. Abrams, even Ryan Johnson, people that are familiar with the franchise and familiar with the inner workings of Lucasfilm shepherd the rest of these movies past the finish line. And I think that's what they need. They need someone that can come in and execute a story. They don't need someone to come in and, and flip things on its head like James Gunn did with Guardians. So I think that they tried really hard to make an MCU-type universe in Star Wars, or that at least was the thought of it, that look what they're doing over here, we can take that blueprint and apply it to Star Wars. Yeah. And it just it doesn't work for Star Wars. So this whole idea and this kind of changing of the guard when it comes to directors, I'm I'm okay with. I think that Kathleen Kennedy knows um, like exactly what Carlos said. She's got her finger on the pulse. She knows what's going on. I have complete trust in their film-making capabilities over there. And so I, I'm not worried about any of it. I think that this is the time to do it. This is the time to write whatever course they were going down before. They need to swing back and get back on track with their filmmaking. And I, I, I don't think, and I'm not worried about Han Solo or Episode Nine. I think they've, they've kind of nipped this as early as they can and probably to the point where they're still going to produce really good films. Right. Is it to the point where they're going to have to switch release dates? I'm like Ash a bit. I would prefer that because I like the December slot. I family traditions the same now too. But also looking at it again from a Marvel perspective, they're cannibalizing themselves in May with Avengers Infinity oh, yeah. War and yeah. Avengers Four in eighteen and nineteen. So they're gonna have a couple weeks of Avengers Infinity War busting through the box office and then Han Solo drops. So you have two of what could arguably be the biggest movies of that summer, mm-hmm. and then the following summer with nine and Avengers Four which are two culmination movies too, like the ends of their respective trilogies or stories all happening all at once. So it it never made sense to me that they would do that. So I always thought, yeah, shift it around. And now that you have this, 
just gives you a little bit more time, a yeah. little bit more reason to shift it off into December. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, and, well, the tradition is is great too. Like it's Christmas. It's it's like almost yeah. like adult Christmas. Like right before you mean holiday start, you get this little Star Wars taste, and then you're off to the holidays. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's become kind of this thing with me and my dad that, I mean, we grew up and he showed me Star Wars and kind of being able to go, because he only comes into town for, like, Christmas and stuff like that. Right. Um, so it's been, it's been like a great, it's been like a great little family tradition. We can go and we can watch Star Wars. I mean, he was, he was the guy who took me to, like, the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, all that stuff when I was growing up. So I don't know. I, I have, like, kind of a personal reason for why I want the, the release date to be in December. Mm. But I do, I agree with you, Tim, that... I don't understand why they're releasing Han Solo in May because I'm thinking like family of four, right? Who can go to the movies maybe once, maybe twice a year. Yep. They go to an Avengers movie and a Star Wars movie to take their kids or something like that or an animated like Pixar thing. What if I'm like if I'm a parent of two kids, what am I taking my kids to? Han Solo or Avengers? I feel like Avengers is, mm-hmm. is wins that it's the same thing with like avatar i think is coming out next year right avatar 2 something like that they got pushed back there's no real date right now i don't think well but like you were saying tim (laughs) too like and ashley more to your point like we like disney has complete control over infinity war and han solo so why not like it's not like you got like they got to worry about okay when's justice league coming out when's the next wonder woman coming out they don't have to worry nobody cares about justice league anyway like No. If you put Star oh, Wars, okay, 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 that's it, that's it. Order. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I meant, I meant, if you put a Star Wars movie next to a Justice League movie, I feel like more people would go to see Star Wars than yes, Justice League. Yes, of course. League. Yes. I don't know. I'm incredibly Marvel biased, so my perception of this is totally skewed. So, so is Tim, <laughs> and believe me, Tim and I have had uh, Marvel DC thing going on for a bit. So I that's... like DC. I don't oh, dislike DC. And I'm I, just, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of all the Marvel stuff too. It's just you know, well, you know. I'm, j- I'm I... just saying, if you had the choice between watching. Justice League, which kind of looks like a hot mess, or The Last Jedi, which one would you pick? Well, I'm 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 on, I'm, 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 I'm moderating a, a Star Wars podcast, so yes, I would definitely <laughs> say Last Jedi. But I'm just saying, if I had to say Justice League or Infinity War, I don't know. I might have to wait for another show. So. No, no. Okay. Let's just, like hypothetically, let's just do this. Let's just do this. Okay. Christopher Christopher Nolan comes back and wants to do a dark uh, a dark wing. Continuing with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Uh, from 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 that trilogy. Yep. Uh, where do you put that on your bucket list of what you want to see? Because I put that ahead of Han Solo. I put that ahead of Infinity War. I put that ahead of any Justice League. Uh, anything that ba- uh, Ben Affleck is in. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do not want to watch that movie because I don't like the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh. It's- You're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. I just wanted to know <laughs> where you put yeah. it. Let me get on my soapbox on this Star Wars podcast about the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. It's not bat it's not Batman or any of the things I like about Batman. Um I like Batman because he's the normal guy in the world of crazy with the yep. the chick who can control plants and the Riddler and the guy who looks like a penguin and all this stuff and the Joker. That yeah, is that's my Batman. The Dark Knight trilogy doesn't do that, it that for just, me. sounds like a little bit like Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, you know, you know what though, and this is great because normally, um, uh, obviously, with all of us being Star Wars podcasters and Star Wars listeners and Star Wars contributors, we're like, oh, this new movie's coming out. What do you think? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Like it's, it's. <laughs> we rarely disagree when it comes to Star Wars, unless it's the finer points. But we, we are actually individuals, and we all have other tastes and whatnot when it comes to our other comic, DC, yes. Marvel, <laughs> and other stuff. <laughs> so. 
the other nice thing actually about about the December slot that I was just thinking when you talk about podcasting and contributing to the greater fandom and all that is that a December time slot puts a nice year-end stamp to our news cycles. Yes. And so once we come into January, it's like fresh news cycle on everything. We've kind of got the reviews and all that in the review mirror, and we're starting off with something fresh into January of well, 2018, expe- especially, 19, especially podcasters. We get into the holidays. Everybody finds a Monday where they're not working, and then we have reaction shows over the yeah. over the Christmas break or the holiday break. And then, like you said, everybody takes a week or two off and then comes back, dusts himself off fresh in January. Okay, when's the next one? Unless you're Skyhoppers who does it every week. Yes. <laughs> Because we're insane, I guess. Fresh, fresh in January. That's things fresh. I've never ever heard. Well, no, not being fresh from not, not 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 living in Quebec. No, you don't. No. <laughs> awesome. Or Ontario or Alberta. Or, <laughs> no. Fresh in January is like no. That's no. It's that's fresh not. outside. It's very crisp. I live in the mountains too. It's probably not as bad as Canada. I don't. I have no. New Mexico is nothing before. like is not. But I. In like the desert part of Canada, I live in like the mountain part of. Or can, I I don't live in Canada. I live in New Mexico. <laughs> there you go. Canadian you here first. I don't. <laughs> Resistance I don't, is futile. <laughs> she will be assimilated. <laughs> I don't live in the desert part of New Mexico. I live in the mountains where it kind of snows, but I imagine it's nowhere near right. Canada. Oh, well, there but, we go. We now we just gotta gotta get you saying a boot and a, and we'll be you'll be right in there. So. <laughs> Awesome. So you know what? Uh, I'm going to put a nice little bow on this and uh, thank everybody for for joining us on on this edition of the roundtable. So I'm going to pass it around the horn and you can tell everybody your Twitters and what you do and all the good stuff you do, Star Wars or otherwise. So I'm going to pass it off. Carlos, what uh, what do you got going on? You got anything you need to plug or stuff? Uh, Yeah. So uh, you can uh, anybody can follow me at C Candy Doe Music. Uh, on Twitter, and from there, um, I mean, everything you want to you want to know, just follow the links that I post on my Twitter, uh, whether it be uh, the TOL podcast or JR Story TV, um, and music. If you want to check out my music, you can do so at uh, carloscandidomusic.com. It's awesome. Awesome. Which okay. You uh, yes. Yeah. Very, very highly recommend. Tim. Thanks. All right, well, you can hear us every Thursday on the Nerd Room Podcast. We are proud members of the Commonwealth. We do do an after show that's going to be kicking up here uh, for Rebels in October. And you can grab me on Twitter at the NerdRM. And we also just started a website a couple months ago, the NerdRoom.net. And it's it's less about a uh, kind of compiling and doing reactions to news and all that. It's more of amalgamating everything for fandom for Marvel, DC, and Star Wars. And then also adding kind of some supplemental material where we talk a little bit about theories and stuff like that. And we Mark from the TSW contributes once in a while. And so we got that as well. And that's kind of where you can grab us. Twitter is our, is our main kind of hub for where we post on our links and all that for that. Awesome. And Ash? Uh, you can find me at uh, Airsats Ash on Twitter. Um, and I also, I have two podcasts. I have the Skyhoppers podcast and a podcast I just started uh, recently called uh, Nerds Talking Heroes, where we take a superhero uh, from Marvel or DC or Image or whatever, um, and we uh, kind of di- take take an episode and dissect the character from the perspective of somebody who reads comics, which is me and my co-host Eva, who does not, who just watches the movies. Um, and then I also have a YouTube channel that I'm, I'm kind of working on at the moment. There's a video of me up there raving about my experience watching Marvels and Humans in IMAX, which is interesting, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> to say the least. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it's pretty much where you can find me. Awesome. Uh, you can find myself at Robert MMCast on the Twitters, and I also do the TSW Comics with uh, Mark, as we were mentioning earlier, on the uh, Talk Star Wars uh, show. And also, don't forget to check out the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. And it's for me, it's really awesome because I get to uh, do this once a month with uh, all sorts of hosts from around the network. And it's really cool when I'm listening because we'll be on this show, and then I'm like, I'll be listening to the Nerd Room, and I'll hear uh, Tim and Troy and Sanjay talking about. Oh, Rob was saying this one thing. It's like, oh, hey, hey, well, that's me. And <laughs> and uh, one of my highlights this week was when uh, uh, Skyhopper's anniversary show, and Ben did the shout out because I did that Han Solo ben! when we were at Celebration <laughs> over and over and over again. He loved that man. <laughs> so it's it's really cool. Like it's like oh I'm on an oh there's oh I, a little tiny mention on the on the anniversary show is really awesome. But it's it that's just the type of community we have, and it's so cool to be like oh that's this is great. Like we're all in this together, and it's it's really it's really awesome to be a part of. So anybody that listens to this show, be sure to check out everybody else on the Commonwealth because you you will not be disappointed. So if I'm. Uh, until next month, uh, we will uh, we will see you then. Uh, again, thank you, Tim, Carlos, Ash. Uh, we'll see you next Thanks time. Thanks for having me. Later. Later, guys.